Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fouts, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island. No, we're not. We're covering Married at First Sight. <laughs> Australia. Episodes 15 through to 20, Chris. See, I'm already getting confused between the different series. Now, Chris, last episode... <laughs> You declared our uh, Jamie and Chris, they seem all right, don't they? <laughs> Without really watching it at the end of that episode. What a knobhead, Dave. And you called me out and were like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I was. I was fucking kidding myself, Dave, because Chris looks like a god, fucking Viking. He looks like he set up, steps off the set of the Vikings and Jamie is horrible. Now, I honestly didn't think... The three new couples, I'd have any skin in the race. I had, I was no interest. I thought, oh, it's too late. It's fucking nonsense. Skin in the race. What sort of race is that? I don't know. I don't make any sense, but you know what I mean? But anyway. <laughs> skin in the game or horse in the race. Yeah, you know that one as well. <laughs> just little skin race. I'm not into skinning horses, by the way, everybody. If you're just in case. But, um... Some sort of Hannibal Lecter thing. Sorry. <laughs> that was a on. terrible thing. But um... No, I, I didn't think I'd be bothered about them one bit. I thought, you know, this is just going to go on and go on. Tell you what, Dave, this week for me has been my favourite week because it's fucking kicked off. And Jamie, oh my word. I mean, I, I, I thought, I mean, I don't necessarily think she's the ultimate bad girl or bad guy, whichever way you want to put it, in this episode, in the whole series. But I tell you what, her attitude and the fact that Chris called her out and he's not, he's dead placid. She called him out for not washing his hands. I was like, what, are you going to sniff his fucking hands to see if he's got piss on him? She what, asked for what, them. What a knobhead. What a, I didn't even read, what a knobhead, Dave. That is ridiculous. Like, what, did, what did you wash him with? She's like, water. He's like, you dirty grot. I know. <laughs> what, fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then he said, I'm going. And what made me laugh and what really what made me like, fucking annoyed me was she was trying to play the victim, wasn't she? She yes. was like, oh, I'm glad he's gone anyway. Cause of you know, because he was really uh really aggressive. I'm like, fuck off. You can I will call anybody out if they're aggressive, but she was gaslighting 101 and she was horrible to him at every single turn. Such a brilliant play, though, wasn't it? I mean, we've seen it from uh, Jamie, we've seen it from Bex as well, where as soon as it's you know, the other side gives up. It's like, all oh, right, well, you know, if you're just going to give up like that, <laughs> it's like <laughs> making themselves out to be the victim. I, I was shocked by that. And I think Jamie has done really well in this series because she, whether she's the biggest villain of the season or not, no. she has <laughs> raced to the, you know, she's at yeah. least on the podium, isn't she? Yes. She's got to be in the top three. I mean, what an absolute bell end. And there was kind of a bit of foreshadowing, wasn't there? You know, one of the uh, matchmakers, the guy who usually calls everyone out, he was saying that, um, you know, sometimes when people come on the show, what we've seen is someone asks for something. You know, they say, you know, my usual type has not got me anywhere, which is why I'm on this fucking show. And so I want to try something different. And then you give them something different and they're like, oh, he's not my usual type or she's not my usual type. And she was exactly the same. What a shallow 
fucking individual she is. And I was so glad that Chris called her out. He was like, you've said to me, you said we're staying together. You know, we can just play it through so you can stay on the show. <laughs> he just had enough, hadn't he? <laughs> well, I, well, I never said that. <laughs> okay, Pinocchio. I got no strings to hold me. <laughs> He's like, fuck off. Where's Geppetto in the background? Uh, Dave, I'm with you. I love it. And Chris, for me, was the fucking guy of the series because he was like me and you were channeling our inner chi towards him going, it's fake. And he, and, and it was where she was like trying to do the, the eyes to the camera. Oh, I'd never said a word. Fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. But again, Dave, unbelievable TV. I mean, me and Sam were sat there like, oh, they're fucking bastard. That's horrible. But <laughs> it made it this week for me was just one. Every episode had something where it's I was like, I think, I honestly think this week is the best reality TV I've seen all year in anything that we've covered. <laughs> I loved it, Dave, because it's pathetic. Now, have you got any more to say on them to you, Dave? I've no, got, no, just right, okay. absolutely. I, I, I felt genuinely sorry for uh, Chris because... You know, we always call these lot out. You know, none of them are there for the right reasons. He did actually seem like he was there to find someone. And they've just paired him up with this absolute shallow fucker who, uh, you know, is just clearly there to be on the, uh, to get a bit of screen time and what have you. So I, I felt sorry for him. And that's that's all I've got to say on that couple. No, but absolutely short-lived they burned brightly in this shit show <laughs> and uh fizzled out quickly yeah see you later <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant but so so you know what there's a few couples this week now one of the couples who we haven't really mentioned a lot about and i was getting more and more annoyed at was booker and brett brett because he just didn't want to commit or say anything and even the, the even the and i'm still fucking putting in quotations the fucking matchmakers because they Dave, they, they couldn't match two fucking cards together that were exactly next to each other. Fucking stirrers. Yeah, the shit. <laughs> haven't got a clue, these fuckers. But Booker, towards the end of the week, Dave, I mean, Patrick wrote a really pretty scathing analysis of her, which, which she interpreted as something that Brett had said, which he had, he'd, he'd sort of alluded to, but he wasn't as cutting as what Patrick had said, and Patrick was shitting himself. But... I thought she was really horrible to Brett. I thought like it was a bit of bullying. She puts the song on then. She puts the Brett pictures are all around the apartment. I was like, well, someone's obviously give you all this stuff. You've had a discussion with the producer because you've not got a fucking photocopier or a printer in your room. Yeah. And that whole thing just went Alan Partridge. You know, and Dan's there like, no, Dan, Dan. And he's got the, <laughs> the stalker board of Alan Partridge stuff. I just, I, I, I was so uncomfortable. And Brett, in the end of it, Dave, was crying. Even they were saying, at the, like, say this specialist, so we call him. They were like, Brett, speak up. And he just wouldn't say a fucking word. What he was really getting me annoyed. This couple from week one kind of looked like they might have had something. But Jesus Christ, they crashed and burned big style, didn't they? And I have to say, Booker, fucking hell. She went from zero to bunny boiler really quickly. You would not want to get on the wrong side of her, would you? Because she took that criticism and fucking ran with it. And she just would not let it drop at all. And it is that real kind of you know, like passive aggressive. <laughs> it's just a joke, isn't it? 
I'm just sort of joking about all this and like just put all the fucking sharp objects away. (laughs) (laughs) Just hide them all because she had that fucking look in her eye. Uh, that was, you know, a little bit scary. Well, no, there was no little bit about it, actually. No, it, it was, was fucking scary, Chris. It was, scary. <laughs> it it was, was scary. very fucking scary. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely needed to to speak up more. Um, you know, the stuff that he's saying to the to the VT and that, say that to her. You know, and, and I think, unfortunately, Patrick's got good intentions, but fuck me, what a ham-fisted letter as well. So I can get that Booker's a bit upset, but Jesus Christ, there's a way to put things. And I think he he misses that sort of social nuance. He's just like, he's not questioned anything. He's just heard a few grumbles from Brett and then he's puked it all up onto this page and basically blamed her for everything. You know, he's he's yeah. not he's not asked her for her opinion, how she sees it all or anything. And I think he's he's inadvertently really fucking throwing Brett under the bus there. Yeah, yeah. And it's all I think it's all done between them two. I had high hopes at the start, but it's done for me. She yeah, she is yeah. very, very unstable and uh, you know, they just need to go their own separate ways. Now, Dave, I'm going to steer you towards some of the contestants because we're going to save the four contestants I want to talk about the end of two couples. So we did say see ya au revoir to Joanne and James this week, didn't we? You know, narcissist yeah, James yeah. couldn't take any criticism again on the on the the, the chair. Uh, Joe was there with an absolute pan of piss face as well. She was fuming with him. She she loves to put the boot in on this guy, but I think he deserves it because I think he's horrid. And he apologised to everybody. And even when they were giving him more criticism and trying to help him and say, look, you you basically gaslight people. You trigger. You, you it's just in your DNA. And he still sat there. In the end, it was gone. And I was like, thank fuck for that. I'm glad one of you didn't say, let's stay, because it just we couldn't have done another week of these oh, two. Yeah. You know what? I don't recall ever seeing gaslighting actually called out on a show. No. I, I think we've called plenty of people out, you know, for, for that behavior, but the show's never called it out. So the shit stirrers, sorry, Chris, the matchmakers <laughs> are, you know, at least the guy there did call it out. He was saying this is gaslighting. And before he said that, I'm like, fucking, my blood's boiling because I'm like, you fucking, can't you see what you're doing here? And uh, then he's like, well, can you give me an example? <laughs> and then oh it's like, well, call him fucking Belinda Frigid. You know, oh no, that was asking a question. Fuck off. No. He's just a lying fucking toad, Chris. And, uh, you know, I, I hope he watches this series and understands what gaslighting is and how his fucking behavior has probably sabotaged all his previous relationships. Because, look, Joe was a bit fucking out of order, I thought, at the wedding, <laughs> you know, letting it all overspill. But, I'm still placing the blame mostly at James' yeah, yeah. door for that because, yeah. you know, he pushed her to such a position where she's just truly fucked off. And it's that whole, like, manipulation. It's like as soon as she starts to try and have a conversation with him, you know, he's disappeared and he's not coming back. He's not been in his room. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was in my room. No, I kept fucking checking and you weren't there. What, were you hiding behind the sofa? So it's all bollocks, Chris. And um, yeah. I... I one thing I will say, I thought he looked really tired 
You know, yeah, on the on the sofa, yes. he looked yeah. like he was probably a bit. I don't know what the reasons are. It could be that he was really stressed about it. If he was really stressed about it, he didn't really show it. He, he just showed this kind of negative gaslighting behavior. But um, it did make me wonder. You know, well, has he been out partying all night? Is he uh, really stressed and upset by the situation? I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, he, he fucking needs to change, doesn't he? Oh, terrible, terrible person to be honest, Dave. And the fact that he's in his late forties, fucking hell! God forbid anyone he gets with. But the next couple of days, we haven't really said a lot about these. But Alana and Jason, now loads of cracks in their relationship. But Alana does breakfast in a in an actual you know bra and knickers, Dave. Now I'm thinking, yeah. Great body, you know, he was getting the old cushion out, Dave. We've all been there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I did keep thinking, are you cooking eggs on that? There's going to be a bit of splashback, Dave. I like an egg butty and stuff and a bit of scrambled egg. If you're oiling that it pan, the safest, it may, it? Yeah, it, it may look sexy, but she may end up with a few fucking burns there, third-degree burns. You, if you think there's there, some but... actual cooking going on there, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really know what was in the pan, Dave, if I'm being honest. <laughs> My dad didn't really notice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Look, do you think, though, this couple has got anything else than they like to fuck each other? I no. mean, there just seems to be absolutely nothing else for me. Jason keeps going on. He wants a family and whatever. I, I, don't, I don't think he displays any sort of emotional maturity at all. And I don't think they've got anything in common um, other than they find each other sexually attractive. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. I agree. And and we'll see. I mean, they're still together, so we'll see. And then we've got Belinda and Patrick, Dave. So I, I don't know about this relationship, you know. I don't think Belinda's into Patrick as much as he's into her, Dave. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just think that it, they're, they're living out a teenage romance, aren't they? They've not got any further than first base, really. There's, there's been a little bit of kissing and stuff. And obviously, poor Belinda is absolutely, you know, the, her life growing up and the, the bullying is disgrace. So she's mm. going to be wary of people, I'm sure of it. But I don't know. Patrick just seems to just put his foot in it. But he did stick up for her. When James was having a pop about the frigid thing, he, he didn't yeah, move, Dave. Yeah. He looked like he could, you know, whatever you think of him, he is a nice guy. But I tell you what, I bet he could go a bit because he looked like he was ready to fucking lamp him one at one point. So fair play to him for having a back of him, being honest. Yeah. No, it was good that. It was good to see him stand up to James, wasn't it? And again, he, he pushed James into a position where he, he did genuinely seem to apologize for it. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. Belinda and Patrick, I want them to succeed. Um, and I don't think it's I, I can't honestly tell if if she's into him or not. And the fact that they move they are moving at a glacial pace, well, that's fine. If that's okay for both of them. I think the problem is I, I get the impression Patrick is getting a bit frustrated now that that it is moving quite so slowly. Yes. And so, you know, with the, the whole letters exchange and everything, I think, you know, they they did the whole Titanic, you know, paint me like one of your French girls thing, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to say what I want to say, but... You know, this Patrick, is you saying this, by the way. Patrick, but is, <laughs> Patrick is a personal trainer, right? I, and I'm not... I'm not seeing it if I'm honest, Chris. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
I, I just, most PTs that I know actually go to the gym themselves. Right. Let, let me stop you right there. <laughs> let me stop you right there. As someone is a, you know, I did it part time on the side, but as a personal trainer myself, I have stopped being a personal trainer because of like the shoulder stuff and that I've got going on again. However, also, I am not in the shape I should be as a personal trainer. So I've stopped for that reason, Dave. So I'm not backing you up, but I also know exactly what you mean. I think that he's a sports centre personal trainer and they put him through it because it's part of his job. Not being disrespectful Mm. at all. I only learned to become a personal trainer when I was 42, when I was 36, uh, about 37, 38, because I wanted to help people because I'd always struggle with my weight. That's why I did it. But I know that in my heart that I am about a stone and a half or 20 pounds away from where I should be if I want to do it again, because I don't want to promote looking good and being healthy if I don't look the part. So I took myself away. doesn't make me a better person, but I can completely get what you, where you're coming from with that. Because even I've questioned it looking at him, and that is wrong because, unfortunately, being a personal trainer, man or woman, you're, you promote yourself by the way you look, and then you... you uh, you garner respect and for people to go, I want to look like that. I want to look like that. And because I don't look like that, I don't do it anymore, Dave, at the moment. So that, so I get it. I totally get it. Just a bit of a segue off. But there's a difference between not being shredded and carrying a few extra pounds and not having any muscles. <laughs> well, and also if you want to take a load of drugs as well, Dave, that usually helps. But yeah, I, I do think anyway, he's a sports right. trainer. But anyway, go on. It's a good point. He might be a sports sense trainer. Um, but uh, it, it just made me think, Chris, you know, when people come on to Love Island, it's like, uh, I'm a model. Uh, yeah, but I also work in care kind of thing. You know, it's like they say one thing, but actually what pays the bills is something else. Uh, that's all I was yes. thinking with that. Yeah. That I just will. wondered if, you know, he's presenting himself like that to present this kind of uh, more outgoing person than he actually is. Could be. That's, that's what I was thinking. But, I mean, how did you think that went, that whole challenge? Because I think there's a difference between second base and then just get fucking naked in front of each other. Yeah, no, it was a very <laughs> awkward, I thought. Really yeah. awkward, really uncomfortable, even uncomfortable to watch it, you know. Belinda's yeah. there with her long hair, and just as well she did, because we would have saw more than probably what she well, wanted to show she'd, everybody. She'd have worn something else if, if that was I the case. So. But she I did think the old, so. What was the... Oh, what's the fucking... Uh, Meryl Street. Uh, uh, not Meryl Street. Uh, the one with the... the Lady uh, Godiva. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's who I was with thinking. The, yeah, with the hair and everything. So, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really invested in them as a couple, if I'm being honest, Dave. I think they're interesting I, people. I th- I thought at the start of it, I thought these are perfectly matched. We're going to see these grow, but we we haven't really. That said, Chris, Belinda walks in to the fucking last dinner party with some sort of spray-on lycra thing. Yeah, I know, yeah. And I was like, what is that all about? It's like she went from, you know, naught to 100. She, she like, it was like she was making a statement, I thought, about yes. the whole James comment. Yeah, I think so, about being frigid and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, it, yeah. Dave, bear in mind, the poor girl's been through so much with comments people have said. She's been bullied in like social media before it was was big. She's been cyber-bullied. So to her, any sort of negative comment towards her, she probably does react that way. It's a it's trigger, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sad, that. It's sad. But Dave, the last four people I want to talk about today is the wonderful, the couple of the series, Dave, 
The man who treats his girl with respect, he does not react to anything. He's a great guy, is Bryce, Dave. Bryce and Melissa. So, Bryce, it literally is that five-year-old child. Why have you just hit him? Well, he did this. Yeah, but you've hit him. Yeah, but it wasn't my fault. And all I kept thinking of, Dave, was a member of my family who has done some heinous things in his time, but his mother... Will defend him to the fucking hill, Dave. I've seen him mm. absolutely nail people in a fight for no reason. Oh no, he's definitely provoked. He told me. No, he wasn't. And this is what Bryce and a lot I love, Dave, about Bryce was I don't love Bryce, but I love his mum and dad. On the cinema thing, his fucking mum and dad were like, I don't know why she's with you. You should be yeah. ashamed of yourself. That for me was brilliant. His mum went, You're not kid anymore Bryce you need to grow up and I was like oh his mum's amazing <laughs> yeah she was really really good and to be honest she or oh, we'd seen that from Bryce because when he was go, having that bit of a ding dong with uh what was his name the prick with Coco Chris oh, was uh, it? Cameron oh, Sam, no, no, Sam. Uh, Sam 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 so and you sort of think well six or one half a dozen of the other you know Bryce seems like a bit of a tool but then he's just got a bigger tool as each week's gone by. And, you know, he's got an excuse for everything. He's such a victim to fucking everything. And then he's, you know, he's constantly trying to draw people in. He's constantly trying to say, oh, well, you know, other people are just calling me out. And he is so full of shit, Chris. When the whole thing came, first came up, the rumors about Bryce having a girlfriend on the outside, I couldn't figure out whether that could be true or something. And then it turns out it's like, oh, well, Bex has said it. All right, okay. And then Bryce seems to be genuinely, he seems to think it's Joe initially. And then it comes out, oh, no, it's Bex. But it, Bex's story is that they've had this conversation in the gym. So if that was true, well, Bryce surely would recall that conversation, unless he's had that kind of conversation with other girls as well in the gym. I, I don't know. But as the episodes went on, I was convinced Bryce has fucking said that. I don't know what his motivation. I don't know if it's true. I don't. I, what I actually think, Chris, is I do think it was kind of like a um, childish, like, oh, yeah, I've got a girlfriend on the outside. I've got loads of girlfriends, me. You know, like fucking Jay from The Inbetweeners or something. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. shows himself to have the fucking maturity of a 14-year-old boy. And his mum and dad can absolutely see it. His mum said something like, well, this is the immaturity as if like she's had this conversation so many times. He's an immature childish fucker. And unfortunately I'm going to put equal venom, even though she probably doesn't deserve it, but towards Melissa, because she is fucking helping this situation. And she has got such a low opinion of herself. There's, there's basically nothing that Bryce could do where she go, you know what? I think I've had enough, yes, you know? And, and I think I, I say, I, I actually feel sorry for her. I do want her to like pick herself up and fucking, you know, just get a hold of your own life. Um, but you know, it's one of those where, you know, I'm flabbergasted because he keeps constantly doing these things. And then she's almost repeating the kind of things that he's saying, it's like, oh, well, I wish, you know, people would just leave us alone. Well, stop being a dick then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what an absolute tool. So, you know, if we were to award tool of the season, Chris, I'm not sure where this one would go. Well, 
And the reason I stayed off there, and I agree, Bryce Watercock, I love his parents because they're proper true parents called in the sun out. None of this defending them. And this is going to segue me straight in to who I think is the most hideous fucking contestant of the whole series, Bex, Dave. So Bex kept nibbling at Melissa all the time. She couldn't believe this. They had an argument with Bryce. I think Bryce has tried it on with um, Bex, 100%. Mm-hmm. The stories are true. I'm with you completely. He's trying to billy bullshit his way out of this story. Because it was between the two of them, it's your word against mine. I'm going to see who blinks first. And he is, his body language says, yes, I may have gone a bit. I think he's got a bit too flirty. And I think Bex actually likes him and was actually scorned, Dave, because the way she was trying to sabotage their relationship, it was her and Liam for some reason pulling Melissa to one side. And I'm like, Liam, what the fuck's he got to do with you? And Bex was, every time that they look happy and they were kissing, whatever we think of their relationship, and I think Bryce is a dick, is he was like, Bex, what the fuck's it got to do with you? Mm. You're treating your partner, you're treating Jake with like shit all the time. But there's a little bit of a come together midweek. And then once we got to the cinema, and the reason I love the fact that Bryce's parents called him out because fucking her mum, Bex's mum, went straight at Jake. I was like, what the f-? And I'm thinking, no wonder she has never been told that she is wrong. Her mum. Whatever you think, I mean, it's great to be loyal to your kids, but I'd like to think that mor- the moral compass, and I've done it with George, I'm sure you've done it with yours. If they've done something wrong, they need to apologise and they need to be pulled up on it because they're, they're going to be horrible people. Oh, no, no. Fucking Bex's mum is a fucking horrible person like a daughter. And I sat there with me jaw on the floor, Dave. I was like, wow. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. I uh, Tool of the season is almost stolen by Bex's mum, isn't it? Oh, horrible. <laughs> like, she's absolutely horrid. And in that cinema sort of situation, I was it, it was hard not to think, oh, that's why she's a massive C next Tuesday. Because she's a chip off the old block. Yeah. <laughs> because you are constantly, you know, you've got double standards for how you want to behave and how you perceive other people are behaving. She was calling Jake out as if he was to blame for fucking, well, not just anything, but everything. That red flag, red flag, Jake. <laughs> it's like, fuck That's off. It. What an absolute fucking tool. And, you know, again, it, it just all made sense. And I I was annoyed because Jake, you know, he finally pipes up every now and then, but not enough for me. He should have walked out a long time ago. But he does that same thing that Jamie was doing with, uh, with Chris. As soon as Jake's like, right, you know, that's it. She's like, oh, well, you know, you're just going to give up that easily. What? <laughs> <No>. What? <laughs> you have not been fucking giving him an inch. And again, you exaggerate so much. You know, you keep talking about this fucking story about he tried to shove his tongue down my throat. He fucking leaned over for a kiss. That was it. You know, but you want to over-dramatize everything. And I think, I don't think Bex has got anything towards Bryce at all, but she just fucking loves the drama, Chris. She's an absolute twat. And fucking hell, this was great TV. It was brilliant, money. <laughs> Honestly, she gets for me the Chris Feltz, if there is a CD, oh, the Chris Feltz, the, the CD reality cast award for the best reality TV character because she was a fucking bitch, Dave. She was horrible, horrible person. And a mum, 
I can say, mum was joint first because, I, I mean, a brother didn't say a fucking word. He's probably too scared to fucking say anything. I'm, I'm sure at home, he's, he's not just henpecked. He probably sleeps under the fucking bed or something because he yeah. was just like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. She has never been told in her life that she's in the wrong. And whenever anything's happened, she has run home to mummy. I, I don't know I don't know about her dad. I don't know the situation there. But she's run home to mummy. she's got anything about him. He fucked off years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That's that's I, don't, I don't know. I, know. I, don't, I don't want to say anything just in case anything's <laughs> happened to him. But she has definitely run home to her mum. And every time she she's one of these people, she causes arguments, she causes shit. And then when someone turns around and goes, why don't you just fuck off? She runs home. You won't believe what they've done. They've just told me to yeah. fuck off, mom. And she's like, that is disgusting. And she's the parent who goes, I've seen it so many times. I'm sure you have in the playground who he's fucking arguing with everyone. And he's going in to see the teacher. These one of Jordan used to have a friend. And funny enough, Dave, you know me. I'm you know me. I'm not an argumentative person, but I my trigger is Jordan. If something like you do with any mm. kid, you all are with your kids, everyone is. And and I have no rationale when someone's having a pop at her. And I, anyone else, I can stand there and watch two people ready to fight. And I'm like, look, just, you know, I can calm it up. But we've heard, and there was a friend of hers. And this girl's nan, because the mum was always working, was always going in every day because there was a problem with another kid. But the nan would go in and say, oh, it's nothing to do with my daughter. I'm not going to say mm. it, but my daughter, because and my granddaughter, because it's not her. I know she's not like that. And she was a fucking cow, Dave. Everyone used to say it because she'd never been told no. And when they got secondary school, I just had a dust up. I mean, I've told you this story, but I had a dust up with the mum because something happened with Jordan and I was like, fuck you, I'm not having this because Jordan won't say boo to a goose. And yeah, all right, I'm defending Jordan. There is two sides to the story and usually in the middle is the truth, but I wasn't having what was going on. So I ended up fucking going for a... We've watched too many reality up. shows yeah, and cliches, haven't we? No, but it's true, though. In the middle, it's usually <laughs> it the is. truth. Yep. And, and I'm sure, you know, and I, I, I got all the evidence and all this, and I thought, you know what, this is not right. Let me go and try and sort it out. And I went to try and sort it out in a mad, measured way. And within a minute, I got the arms folded. My daughter wouldn't do this. Well, that was me then, Dave. I went full on Ricky Lake. Well... Pull up a fucking chair, because I'm going to tell you a whole few home truths. And we didn't speak again ever. We've not spoken again since then. But yeah. th that's the sort of person Bex is. I'm sure at times she hasn't been at fault, but the whole way they've edited this and her whole attitude and her, her beliefs are so wrong. She's going to be one lonely girl. The only way she'll get with somebody is if she marries a fucking doormat who lets yeah. her do whatever she wants because she is just what a fantastic contestant. And I'm, I'd love to know if anybody out there supports Bex, Dave, because I'd love to know. Do you call us out? Call us out on it, what you think, because obviously we get it wrong sometimes, but I don't think we get it wrong. Not before, this time, I, though. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm no, it is. She's a bellend, but <laughs> I would love to have that argument. Not the argument. I'd love to have the discussion with someone to say, Bex, this. And, and, and I'd love to know how they would defend it because I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I like I say sometimes I'm on the fence and I can see it like one way and then the other, but no, it's just absolutely fucking horrible. I think terrible, terrible person. If she got someone who basically looked like Jason Momoa, maybe, but was an absolute doormat as well, maybe that'd be a perfect bloke. But you know, a mum, Chris, it just reminds me of like a Miss Havisham dynamic you know from great expectations yeah she's like fucking bitter with the world and she just imparts that all onto uh onto her daughter and i just think you know it's it's fucking horrendous 
But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean they they both said they were going to leave this time though, didn't they? I mean, thank. Oh, have we had that? We haven't had it yet, have we? No, we haven't. But I think it's get. I think we're going to get this next week, Dave. I do. I do think we're going to get it. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. There's only a couple of couples that I could see lasting. Maybe Alana and Jason, and possibly. I think I think Bryce won't go without putting a fight up. He'll have Melissa in a fucking headlock, no matter what she says. Because every time someone has a go at him, he gets you in that weird fucking headlock cuddle, like where she's like, "You're not going anywhere." You know. What, I mean? what, what could Bryce do though to get Melissa to walk away? The only thing is, if Bryce does the walking away, yeah. But we did get the VT saying that he makes a, a weird some sort of decision, and everyone's mm. jaws are on the floor. So I don't know what the hell. That is Dave, but I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. I mean, like you say, this week was brilliant, wasn't it? Just so many <laughs> villains, Chris. And and I can't I, I can't call any of these couples as being a good couple, to be honest. I thought um you mentioned Liam there. I mean, what what do you reckon to Liam and Georgia? Well, he made the schoolboy error again of putting fucking Georgia fourth on the list or whatever it was, or third, and the girls. I was like, Liam, that's yeah. not how it goes, pal. That's not how it goes. Did, did they do it, it just to be a dick? I mean, yeah. uh, surely they must have had some kind of exercise like this before. And, I mean, right, I'm not trying to be a funny bastard now, but he is a bisexual bloke, and this is a very binary show, isn't it? It's males and females but yes. they've chucked him in as a bisexual bloke. Shouldn't they have had the blokes down there as well? Potentially, yeah. Are you away from the mic there? Sorry. <laughs> Not the mic, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Hey, Dave, I've got five minutes. So I'll, yeah. I'll be great. Okay. It's a good point that I have thought the same thing regarding Liam. I, I don't know. And I think that's it. Dave, I honestly, I think it's such a good point to bring up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I just... You know, fair play to them for bringing someone on who's by. You know, we, we are in these different shows. We are getting a bit more representation. It's not just completely heterosexual couples. But, yeah, it, it just seemed a bit odd. I mean, how would she have taken coming, like, fucking eighth or something like that if he, he would have had a few of the blokes yeah. higher? I know. But, that's um, the thing, isn't it? Great yeah. point. Great point. But, because Kerry and Johnny, Kerry put Johnny top as a Johnny did. And they, yeah. they're going from strength to strength. I've got nothing but positive stuff to say about that couple, Dave. I think they're really nice. She's really pretty. Johnny's a great-looking guy. I think they're really well-suited together. Yeah, they they are probably the only ones, aren't they? They had that little bit of a wobble, the whole thing about you know his, her ex-husband kind of texting her while they were on the honeymoon and stuff. But since then, in comparison to the other fucking terrible couples, Chris, they look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. I think I think at the moment they're probably the ones I'd like to see last out of everyone. All the others have got baggage, maybe because we've seen them for too long and we're we're more invested in them, but they just seem they hopefully they'll just coast it. So we'll see. But anyway, Dave, amazing episode again, as always. I love ranting. I mean, I've seen it on our Facebook page, Chris and Day's Relative <laughs> TV cast. It's like he's <laughs> saying, I love the fact that me and you hate The Bachelor, but you just talk about it. That's what it's about. It's it's just, 
we wouldn't do it if we didn't like it. It's almost like a form of self-harm, really. And we've got to watch it, <laughs> it so we can talk talk about it. But no, it's been really, really good this week, mate. Really good. And uh, we've worked out, or you told me this morning, that we've got another 10 episodes of this, which is number two weeks. So um, Yeah, so we're going to hold off doing Love Island for a little bit longer. Um, so 30 episodes in this season. We're up to episode 20 now. So let's get maths out the way, and then we'll... We'll start on Love Island, Australia. Definitely, definitely. Well, Dave, thank you everyone to our, on our Patreon as always. Patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. Really, really appreciate it, guys. The roll call of honor for today is Ken Gustafson, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Tracy, Haley, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Ed, Hannah, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Zoe, Amy, Claire, Noreen, Jacqueline, Brianna, Helen, Keith, and Michelle. So thank you so much, guys. We really do appreciate everyone who supports us and has supported us in the past. It's so good here. And also, if you do want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast, and if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And if you do get time, we would appreciate you to just drop us a review on the show on your podcast catching up, whether it be iTunes, Google, Spotify, whichever. Me and Dave love them. Good, bag, the ugly. We always read them out. It's just anything like that. It just helps us get in there to some more of them charts. So uh, absolutely brilliant, mate. And it's been a great week of podcasting. We've done about six podcasts uh, this week <laughs> <laughs> since we've come back on holiday. But I love to, I mean, we speak on the phone anyway, but I just, when, when we've not spoke for a few days, I'm always like, Dave, all right. And I'm sure you're the same, not spoke for Well, we never not speak for two days. It's mainly maybe one day every now and again. And then it's like, I better ring Dave, see if he's all right. <laughs> but this, this season, uh, this math season has been a bit, different for us as well hasn't it so we've been watching you know the whole week and then it comes to recording time and you know we'll have made a few notes here and there but it's like oh i can't really remember that much that's happened and then we start talking about it it's like oh yeah and the cinema stuff from this uh season was just absolutely brilliant and um absolutely loving it chris you know kind of all of the couples are shit uh, again, barring <laughs> <laughs> the end, end to there. But um, it just makes for a bit of great TV, doesn't it? Brilliant, mate. When we're not shitting on something, I don't think we're the, it's the same energy. We've just got to give it them. So absolutely brilliant, mate. So uh, I'm going to uh, enjoy the rest of my weekend because last weekend, Dave, was a terrible weekend for me from a sporting position because my beloved Manchester United got beat 5-0 by your beloved Liverpool. This weekend... God, and the stars seem to have aligned back towards myself, Dave. You know, I've been wearing my Manchester United tracksuit with a bit of pride. I've watched City get beat, Liverpool drew, should have lost really as well after watching match of the day. So things are looking up for myself until next week anyway. So they <laughs> what, what did I say before the match, before the Manchester United Spurs match, Chris? It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, it I does. Said United <laughs> would absolutely... Trounce Spurs. Spurs are rubbish at the minute, and everyone will be like, "Oh, maybe Ollie can turn this around." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "I can't lose here. This is brilliant." So, yeah, absolutely no spirits are dampened at all. So I'm going to enjoy the rest of my weekend as well, mate. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone out there, and we'll speak to you next time. Take care. Bye. <laughs>